is one of the last Chair Shot podcasts of the year. We're midway through December here. We're back on a Sunday night. And uh, we are going to talk to you all about a number of festive and not festive topics. We've got a whole host of things to discuss on this week's show. I'm one of your hosts, just one of them, just a little cog in the machine, Barry Murphy, joined as always by my ever-dependable co-hosts and friends. First of all, Mr. Joe Towner. Good evening, Barry. And also, host slash producer, Paul Griffin. Hello. You gotta start picking up your producer credit more often. You're 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 chopping that show up. You're getting it out the door. You know what I mean? You're you're doing your bit. I am. Uh, you've been a very good boy. Santa is going to bring you loads. He's going to bring you new editing software. You can get it out the door quicker, baby. Um, well, let's start let's start life go off with that, right? I got a call today. I'm not trying to throw the old lovely parents under the bus here, right? <laughs> but today is the eighth of December. Yeah. Year of Our Lord, 2019. Okay. I I ha- still hadn't been asked <laughs> what I wanted for Christmas up until today. Right? Oh. No, that's all right. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be the one to bring up that conversation. Do you know what I mean? I'm not gonna be the one to say, "Well, I've noticed you've not asked me what free shit I want this year." Um, but this morning we're watching Master Chef. And uh, I get a phone call from the mother, right? And sure, my memory doesn't go back to as far as last Christmas. But apparently what we did last year was um, just my, my mom just says, look, just, just if, if, if there's something you'd like, just get, get it for yourself online. I'll give you the card. You can just get it, right? Um, but she, give, she says, she calls me up and she goes, Do you, you know, if, if you just want to get something, you know, you have the car details from last year. So just, you know, just get whatever you want. I'm like, okay, fair enough. I actually don't, didn't have the car details. <laughs> because I don't uh, don't save my parents' credit card numbers. That's probably a bit unsafe. Because I probably buy some shite and click the wrong box or something. Charge to them. So, uh, get some stuff, right? Just nothing special because that's that's the thing, you know, when when you get old enough that you know, earn money in that, when you want something, just get it. So and and also, because they my parents have been at the end of the queue, everyone else has asked me, What do you want for Christmas? And I've told them all my like little ideas, like <clears throat> brother getting me the outer worlds, Natty is getting me some yes. little wireless earphones. You know, stuff there's, there's stuff that I've purposely not bought. Because I knew Christmas was coming, but I've I've used all my ammo now, so I just bought some you know some Blu-rays and a book and uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze on the Switch, right? Uh, and just like nothing nothing expensive or anything. I think I think all in all, it probably mm. only came to about a hundred euro, and probably I'll pay some of that myself anyway, right? And Amazon gives me the option, you know, do you want to put it in as, as few packages as possible or do you want them to ship as they arrive or do like, it was probably like 10 items in all. And do you want to, uh, you know, free, free delivery, but take a bit longer or like, you know, priority delivery. So I'm saying, all right, give me the fucking cheapest option possible. And I go through all the thing, go process the order. And it's like expected delivery 
uh, 30th of December to 8th of January. What? I'm like, that is no good for Christmas. <laughs> so I looked at the order and there was one item that uh, would have caused the delay. So I cancelled that off the order. I said, okay, I'll cancel that and I'll just, you know, buy that separately so I can I can have that as well. And to be honest, if one item comes late, fuck it, who cares, right? Uh, so I'd make that change, save the change. The delivery date doesn't change. I'm like, oh, oh no. What is going on here? Um, so I think with the you know the least uh, you know delivery cost possible, having all the items grouped together, the delivery was like four euro or something, right? So I just make make a change just to see how quickly will it get here if I choose the next option up, right? So I go uh, standard delivery four pounds per item or whatever it is, right? And that puts the the delivery. Uh, estimated estimated delivery time to like 16th of December to 18th of December something like right perfect my eye shoots okay. across the screen postage cost 40 pounds oh man I'm stuck in a pickle here I can either not pay the money and my stuff won't arrive on, <laughs> at Christmas I won't have the stuff or I can you know submit to Amazon's will and pay an extortionate amount more money, but have my stuff um, there for me on Christmas morning when I wake up from Santa Claus and that. E. So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I'm far be it from me to ruin Christmas morning for everyone. So, you know, I did, uh, I did bend over and take it up the hole from Amazon and give them the <laughs> 40 quid. And saved Christmas for everyone. Oh, very gracious of you. Uh, well, I I know from past Christmas stories that if you know my parents on the twenty fourth go, Paul, your shit never arrived. What's happening? And I said, Oh yeah, because you didn't ask me early enough what I wanted for Christmas, it's all gonna be late now. Uh, and I and 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 regardless of that, if I had nothing Christmas born, my parents would feel super bad about it. So. I'm not obviously not going to tell them this part of the story. I don't believe they're listening. Um, but yeah, that's a thing. Because um, it has happened before, right? There's two stories. And in fact, in fact, one of the stories I don't think... I think my, my mom in particular feels very bad about it. But I don't, because I think it like shows what a you know, great parent she is. Um, right. Was the year... I think it was the year the Xbox 360 came out. Ah uh, um, yes, I, I think I wanted an iPod or something. I I don't remember, or or wasn't even a fucking iPod. It was like a um z- uh, Zen or Zen creative 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 Zen. No, oh, cre- creative. Zen. It wasn't even an iPod. It was one of the the lesser <laughs> a generic MP3. Yeah, player. generic MP3 player. And my brother wanted the Xbox 360. Now that's a lot for two kids to be asking for fucking for parents for Christmas. So. Um, so we just say, okay, we're, I'm not going to ask for anything else. That'll be also probably included in the birthday and everything, okay? So, sad news happens. They can't get the Xbox, because obviously it's in very high demand. So they ask, yes. they ask my brother, what else do you want for Christmas? Right? So he gets something. Which, fucking nobody wanted a Zen, so. Well, I, I got the Zen in the end, right? Fucking yeah. broke after like a week. Piece of shit, right? Just kept, just kept freezing. Just kept crashing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, my brother asked for something else because he couldn't get the Xbox, right? 
And then I think it was like on the 23rd or something that my parents got a call that there was an Xbox available. Um, so they got him the Xbox Plus. Obviously, they had already bought him the replacement. And my mom felt real bad that that Christmas my brother got a load of shit and I, I got a broken MP3 player. But <laughs> um, I think there was something also with the MP3 player that I couldn't use it. I, I don't remember why, but I couldn't use it right away or something. That there was some cable missing or something for it. I don't remember what it was. But like my brother got an Xbox 360 and a load of stuff and I got this little... Re- but, like, from my point of view, she felt real bad, but I think that's fucking amazing. Like, the fact that they anyway got him the Xbox 360 is fucking, is really, really, like, great parents, right? And then there was an- another year that I, this was 2007, I asked for um, SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 on the Xbox 360, which we had gotten two years <laughs> prior, right? And I wake up Christmas morning. I probably told the story before. Wake up Christmas morning, and there's waiting for me, SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 for the PlayStation 3, a console we did not own. And so I guess my my mom just had this feeling of screwing me over for like I think it was two or three, two or three Christmases in a row, through no real fault of my parents that <laughs> something would happen where my present wouldn't work or it was the wrong present or something. But, um, break it. Oh uh, well, I, no. Often I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be breaking stuff. But um, so that's a call I got today. Anyway, so um, hopefully my DVDs or my uh, Blu-rays and that will uh, will arrive. Um, it's a nice uh, Christmas this year in terms of like not knowing really what to get because there's all of these like you know film of the decade lists out now. They can just have a scoot through and see, oh, what have I not seen here? Um, so the majority of stuff that I bought today um, was from kind of those lists, you know? And then, as I said, I didn't have the card number, so not only has all this stuff happened, but I, I ended up paying for it myself. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a bit, of a bit of a weird Christmas shopping morning. All my Christmas shopping yeah. is done, though, for Christmas. I bought everyone's presents. Hopefully, everyone will be happy. Yeah, I'm basically done, too. Um, just have to wrap it all. It's, it's It was great, the feeling of buying that, like, last present. Because, you know, mm-hmm. then I felt like, okay, Christmas is real now. You know? Um, I don't think... I think while you're still Christmas shopping, you don't quite get that feeling yet. But once you buy that final present, you say, okay, now... Fucking Christmas is coming, you know. How about you, Joe? You finished your Christmas shopping? Have you started your oh, Christmas shopping? Oh no, no. no. Uh, bought two things, so that's a start. Yeah. Uh, I need to think about it. It's gonna, it's gonna go quickly, and then I'll be in that situation where things take eight to ten days to come, and I'll be like, "What?" Yeah, Ridiculous. that's what I found myself in this morning. This is nineteenth of December. I want it now. <laughs> You're gonna to have to stand in queues. Yeah, have to have to think about it next week. Get some um, shit ordered. Yeah, we were, we went into Dublin City Centre yesterday just to get. I think we had three things left to get, so we got Natty's brother uh, a thing from like. There's just this gadget shop in mm. City Centre, which is great for kind of you know. 
gifts and, that you don't have to put a lot of thought into, just something cool. <laughs> um, got a thing for my mom. Got a thing for the grandmama. And, uh, yeah, we're ready to go. So I'm looking forward to it. We also then went to a concert yesterday evening. Um, Poets of the Fall, which is Poets of the Fall. a Finnish a Finnish alternative rock band. Um, not actually not actually my my choice. I'm not necessarily a fan of this band. It's it's a band that Nathy likes. I don't know how I'm pronouncing her name. Nathy Olsen. Uh, Nathy likes this band, and so. I think we got tickets for it like last July and it was in the Academy yesterday. Uh, first time being in the smaller room of the Academy, the green room. Um, every other concert I've been to, I've been in the bigger upstairs area. Um, and I, we, I've never been to the, the, the Academy is lovely. Um, but we're in the kind of the smaller downstairs area. And I did have a think to myself, Oh my God, this, this, this feels like the Tivoli. This would be, perfect for OTT only that the room has like pillars throughout it so they wouldn't be able to fit a ring into it I, I probably the only place they could do it would be the upstairs of the academy but um yeah it's it's a band that Natty likes uh you know I drag her along to these OTT shows I mean the the first ever the only reason we went to the OTT show in the first place back at you know the dream what was it called? The Dream Before Christmas? The the Ricochet Will Osprey show? Was because she bought the tickets for me as a surprise. So, whenever a band comes that she likes or whatever, I, I'm happy to go along with her as well, you know? And to be fair, they're actually really good. So, we got there at about... Ooh, half six-ish, and doors were at seven. So, we're fairly close to the front, right? Um, I would say we were maybe... I don't... I, there wasn't rows in the, in the general sense because it was all standing, but I would say we were probably five people back from the front. And um, so we, we get in at seven. Uh, the show doesn't start till 8.15. So we're starting to, like, le- legs getting a bit sore and that, going, come on, can we get some music started here? Um, there was a support group uh, advertised. I can't remember what they were called. Um, so we're thinking, okay, they're going to start at 8.15. They probably play for about half an hour, eight forty-five. Then there'd be probably another half hour, forty-five minutes. Half nine, poets of the fall will play until about eleven. Then it'll end. Um, eight fifteen, poets of the fall come out. No support band cancelled. Mm. Uh, which was actually great because that meant less fucking waiting around. Um, yeah. So I, I was in favour of that. Um, so they come out and play. I, I knew probably three or four of the songs, but they they were pretty good, pretty charismatic, good little crowd uh interaction there right and then there's one bit where he comes he comes down from the stage and he's standing like on the crowd barrier reaching out touching the hands of the fans right and so you know as, as i mentioned in the podcast last week's things have been kind of tough lately so i say we're, we're here like this band by the way to give a little bit of background I think they've been on the go since like 2005 or something. And this was their first time coming to Ireland. So like 15 years. And Natty really likes, really, really likes his bands. Really, really likes their songs. So he comes out reaching his hand out. I'm like, you're fucking touching that hand. And I <laughs> push her from behind <laughs> right up to the front. <laughs> and the, the, 
herself and her mother who was there also they got they got touched the hands of the singer um so it was a real nice moment they they were they were looked all happy with each other and and that so that, that was really cool um but also natty's mother is very very short right so she she couldn't reach the hand because it was too high up right so natty's aunt who was also there who had who was touching the hand actually grabbed his hand and like pulled it down so that she could touch it uh it was it was, it was good fun it was good fun too oh. it was a good show um so we enjoyed ourselves a lot and then just to you know little cherry on top uh we went to burger king afterwards Oh, lovely. And I had a, a double whopper, and it was great. Double whopper. Double whopper. In France. Yeah, it was very, very nice. Uh, so that's what I've been up to this week. Sorry, I've talk- I think I've taken the entire first 20 minutes of the show all to myself. What have you lads been up to? Um, what have you, John? What I've been up to? It was out last night. I went to a friend's uh, Christmas party, which was nice. Um, except I drank a lot of wine. Whenever I drink wine, I don't know why I do it. It, it gets me absolutely incredibly drunk and badly hungover. Do you like wine? Um, I don't mind a bit of wine. What kind of wine? Um, white wine. Ooh, a Pinot Grigio. Is that why? We did have a know. we did have a Pinot Grigio. <laughs> and some Prosecco. Ooh, Prosecco is the drink that my mum and Natty drink whenever they hang out and scheme against. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, that was pleasant, um, but feeling pretty hungover today. And I also went out on Wednesday night for drinks, which is very unusual. Don't often do kind of midweek outings, but um, we went on a, we had a kind of work away day uh, on Wednesday. So the first half of the day, we were kind of planning for 2020. And then in the afternoon, we went to see the Book of Mormon, um, which I shall review in Music Guff. Um, so that, that was good. That was great. I really enjoyed it. And then a few of us kind of went for drinks afterwards, which was good because we don't we don't often go out for kind of um, drinks as a team. Um, so that was a lot of fun. But was out a bit late. Thursday was a bit of a struggle. Mm. I'll be honest. The the going out midweek. I think I'm a bit past it. It's uh, it's, it's tricky. But uh, it was fun. And last night was fun. So that was that's about it. And then today just. Laying around the house, so not not a bad weekend. Sounds alright. Yeah. Um, I I had a work due on um, Friday night. Did a lot of drinking. That not white. Um, not classy enough, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, no, good time. Yeah. I had that, that was about the uh, top and bottom of the old life guff for me this week. Um. Yeah. So I can. Uh, I'm I'm good to move on if you gents are. Well, the only other thing to note, and I, I don't know if Paul has spotted this, um, football's good again. Paul, yeah, um, I enjoyed this. You, uh, you noticed the upswing in quality? Yeah, of, I enjoyed the most recent episodes of the footy. Yeah, it was really good, yeah. really good. Yeah, um, I turned it around. Yeah, I mean, I like... So I was starting to lose interest, it was like... Uh, yeah. But now, good. Well, I mean, I think it was really clever writing, you know, that they, they brought in... You know the old boss, <laughs> you know against the the new boss, and he yeah. overcame, and then he beat oh, not only the, the old boss but the rival of the old boss. Ah, oh, it was <sighs> tremendous stuff. I actually couldn't watch the entire city match yesterday because obviously I had to go to the concert. 
but we only left here at about 6.15, so I got mm. to see most of the first half. So it was too yeah. late already by the time I started going. Oh, Ooh, hello. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I didn't see it either because I was out at this party. Um, so I missed that, and I also missed the Anthony Joshua fight. So yeah. that was a shame, seeing United and, and AJ both win. But, you know... I was happy. Watched, watched him today. So. I left uh, James and Rashford in my fancy team. They got 14 points. Hello. Got oh, 80 lost. points this week. Um, last. Still last of the in the Pilkey League. But I'm one, <laughs> one point behind Joe. So I'm catching up. What? Shit. Yeah. I did well. Did well. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see the boxing, but I believe it was a very good performance by Joshua. Yeah, yeah, a very solid performance. What he needed to do the first time, really, that he didn't, which yeah. was just, you know, box, <laughs> box well, not trying to uh, knock the guy out. Um, so yeah, yeah, he completely out. I don't think you know Ruiz. He's got some qualities. Uh, he's got you know the fast hands. He's a powerful puncher, but he's not. I don't think he's a great boxer. Yeah. I think it was he caught Joshua on a very bad, un- underprepared evening. Anyway, he's had his uh, 15 minutes. Now we can look forward to Joshua Fury or Joshua Wilder. Yeah. And they can always do a third one down the line if I don't know, Ruiz can get another little run. If he can shift the... Uh... He looked a bit like... You remember when Batista had a... Oh, he didn't look as bad fight. as that lad. I mean, I don't know. The plumber or think... whatever he was. Yeah, the Dave, plumber guy. Um, oh. No, not Batista. <laughs> I don't remember uh, the name. Oh, Vince Lucero. There Vince it is. Lucero. Yeah. I want to see how much he weighed. He must have been in the 300s. So, uh, oh, so it's 300 pounds. So, yeah. Yeah, no, Lucero was a, a bit more jelly bellied, I think. Uh, yeah. Andy Ruiz is is a big fatty, but he's got that kind of um his his fatness is less jelly like than Vince Lucero. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's like got some heft. he got, he's got some he got bulk. a tire, a bulky tire. Whereas yeah, this lad was just full on jelly belly. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tully, Tully Guff. Yes. Anyone watch anything good? I, I finished season two of Inside Number Nine. Oh, very good. Oh, yeah. Which, just for the record, is a show that I'm I'm watching entirely on the recommendation of Joe. There's a lot on the line here. Really enjoyed season two. I think the only episode that I didn't really like was the last one, the Seance. Um, oh yeah. I thought that was pretty poor, but I thought the rest of the season was very very good. Um. In particular, I liked the I liked the grandma grandmother's birthday episode. <laughs> I thought it was Ooh. very funny. I liked the witch trial one. Ooh. Um, I mean, we talked already right, about the, Twelve Days, of Christine. I like the call center one. I like the call center one a lot as well. I think the yeah. I think towards the end that one got a little bit sillier, but I really liked. Mm kind of the setting of it and the the way it was yeah done. it was very interesting yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i think th- i think of, of the six episodes the only one i kind of thought was a little bit let down by was a seance one i guess because i was kind of expecting more more mm-hmm. to, be, to be more horror horror-y 
then it yeah and then when without spoiling it what the the horror element the horror elements that were introduced i thought were a little bit lame and a little bit mm. uh cliched which is yeah. not what the show usually is um and having not seen uh any of like league of gentlemen or um is it psychoville like any of the other stuff that yeah. these guys have done i've not this is my first exposure to them i i really like um steve pemberton i think he's like a good actor he can kind of do serious and kind of comical yeah. and horror. He, he's great i i don't really like Shearsmith in it as much i mm. think he i think he whatever role he's playing he always is like a little bit too campy and a little bit too over the top for me to take him seriously in the more serious episodes yeah um, he doesn't have that range no I, I i did like him in the the one where he takes the homeless lad in in season one whatever the episode was called yes but usually i i'm not a huge fan of him I, and honestly i think the series would be interesting if if they were just kind of in a more writing directing capacity than like being in every episode mm. But um, no, it's definitely a, a really good show. Um, so I'm going to start season three this week. Um, it's it's my watch on the way home from work show. Because um, it like the the episode length pretty perfectly matches up with the length of the train trip home. <laughs> so yeah, um, or at least the first train. The second train I usually can't just sit and watch TV on. So um, much looking forward to that. Um, that's a great show if people haven't checked it out. In in a sense, it's the Twilight Zone done better than that recent Twilight Zone um, with Jordan Peele. Um, the episode oh, legs, yeah. the ep- episode legs are perfect as well. Um, very very good, and on Netflix, so definitely worth a watch if you're into a you know horror slash dark comedy or black comedy anthology series done in in kind of the vein of the twilight zone but done really well that's what that's what it is um watch another episode of mandalorian i haven't quite watched the last episode but i watched the one before that um which would have been episode four and it's interesting because obviously these episodes were produced prior to the first episode launching but Mm. the way that the episodes have actually um, come out almost lines up perfectly with the uh, the phenomenon of the baby Yoda, right? Oh well, they had, to, they had to know. They, they, had, they to had, know had they had to know it was going to be a hit, right? Because every 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 Star Wars thing since Inception has had some kind of cynical little cutesy thing in it. The people would, but like that they hope <laughs> would rally around. But not only is it a little cutesy thing which people can rally around, which by the way works flawlessly because i love that little son bitch <laughs> but but i haven't watched the show yet so i've only seen that clip which i assume is from the show with the where he presses the button to play toto by africa and then boba fett's like no we're not listening to toto by africa and then he puts it back on and then boba fett's like no we're not listening to toto by africa and then he puts it back on a third time and the ship starts to shake he's like ah i told you we're not playing and i was like mm, this is good <laughs> That is from the fourth episode. That that leads into the point I want to make is the fourth episode is the first one where the baby Yoda stuff feels like it was exclusively done to be made into GIFs and made into memes and almost exist outside of the continuity of the show itself. 
Like, I don't feel, I don't think that was so bad in the first three episodes, but this one, there was a lot of that in it. Um, as much as I love the baby Yoda, I was, I, this, this, the more cynical part of me did think, oh, this is very transparent. <laughs> but, uh, I still enjoy the show. Although, this was also the first episode where I was kind of thinking, right, the, the Mandalorian is only a, a, essentially a mini series. Like, what? eight to ten episodes long i don't remember exactly the number but i think it might be like eight right um and it's very uh it's very procedural which i didn't expect i expected it it, yeah i just looked it up it is going to be only eight episodes like every episode is like an entirely different little mini story and I was expecting from an eight-episode series that it was going to be a lot more cohesive and just be, like, one overarching story. Um, I think episode four... Obviously, I haven't watched episode five yet, so, I don't know, potentially something will refer back to episode four from from episode five. I think you could probably skip episode four. I don't think anything happens in it that is of any real, um, you know, ultimate... Uh, importance um mm. there's stuff hinted at that one character might have uh, a history maybe a mandalorian history that wasn't necessarily explained but it all felt very kind of on the side to what the main plot of the story is and now that i could understand if the series is 20 episodes long you have to have your you know filler episode here and there but it's only eight episodes long why are we having already a little kind of fillery side episode um, so I think the fourth episode was the weakest one, featured the most um, Baby Yoda merchandise uh, advertising. <laughs> featured a scene where he was at that feel when your mom is watching you open your Christmas presents and she's drinking her tea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, I also... <laughs> I also watched um, an episode of South Park, which was like the first kind of funny episode of the series, which is a shame because the series is like right about to end. Um, it was about fecal transplants, and it was like very, very silly and very lowbrow, but, but funny, which is what South Park needs to be, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, I watched some South Park over the weekend just because I was hungover. What South Park did you watch? Because they've, they've arbitrarily put in like season one a best of the, the interim 11 seasons and then 11, 18, 19, uh, and 20, I think. So I, I, and I have, I have not watched South Park in years. This is all stuff I'd sort of heard of on the ancillary, but I had not, uh, watched. I watched, um, all this stuff about microtransactions in the video game and Randy being Lord and yeah. the VR episode where Cartman tricks Butters into thinking he's in VR. Um, and like the first episode or two of the PC principal stuff. Right. Um, I, I thought they were varying degrees of all right. Um, I mean, I thought I, I nearly wet myself at the scene where Butters thought he was in VR and punched his dad in the dick. I mean, that's just that's just classic South Park. That's just classic uh, comedy right there. That's just that's just I with that scene started, I was like, he's definitely punching him in the dick. He's 100 percent punching him in the dick. And he did. And I still howled, bellowed with laughter when he did it. Um, yeah, it's all right. It, it, it's all right. 
Um, I like it's been so long because I've watched South Park. I really haven't followed it at all in the period when it's been so so notably serialized, where the mm. episodes follow on to each other yeah. um, uh, in, in significant ways. I mean. Back when I stopped watching, there would be differences, like when they did the whole Mr. Garrison transgender thing. They changed that character, but the episodes were still somewhat isolated. Now it's kind of like, oh, you know, Stan racks up all this debt, and then that is uh, referenced in the next episode and the next episode after that, um, which is weird. It's not really what I've I've thought of South Park as, but it's all right. I'll 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 keep watching it. Um, well, the stuff that's on Netflix. I- Definitely, the last few episodes have been less so procedural. I think they've kind of knocked the head. Although the most recent episode, I watch um, the uncensored versions because we can't be doing them bleeps and that. Um, but one character did call another character a fucking cunt in it, which I, I, I don't get shocked too easily. But I was like, Jesus Christ! Just <laughs> we, just bomb on the cartoon. <laughs> so that was something. Um, and then finally, uh, Steven Universe is back. In a kind of spin-off miniseries called Steven Universe Future, which feels very unnecessary and not very interesting because the plot that the whole series was building to ended already, and so what does anything matter and who cares? But it was fine. That's all I've watched. Hmm. What about yourselves? Um, you, Joe, I haven't really watched much of anything. I caught up. Stuff I was talking about last week, I caught up on The Good Place all the way up to the episode, the last episode Netflix has. Um, I'm, I don't know how many is left. I think it's only an episode or two, but that show is ending real strong. I'm happy about that. Um, and I haven't watched any more of the end of the fucking world. So no no new TV for me. What about you, Joe? Um, mainly been watching The Gilmore Girls. Um She's one of Michelle's favourite shows. I don't know if you lads have ever watched an episode of The Gilmore. Uh, uh, I've I watched some of the um, what was the Gilmore Girls when they come back for Year in the Life. Year in the Life. Gilmore Girls like like the Universe Future. Gilmore Girls Future. Not the same. Not the same. It's exactly the same. Okay, tell us about Gilmore Girls, Joe. <laughs> I've watched. I watched a handful of episodes. What the fuck the- are Rory and Lorelai up to? What are they doing? And Luke um, or something was Luke a character? <laughs> Luke Harper, yeah. He's got released. He's a bit like Luke Harper, actually. Mm. The guy in it. He's got like a lumberjack shirt on. Um, well, it's, a, it's a fun show. Um, it's kind of very classic early two thousands snappy dialogue. Yeah, cutesy kind of small town America stuff. Um, it's quite fun, and it seems to be popular with uh, women on the whole. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I kind of enjoy. It. You get a little bit into it, like with any show. You watch it enough, you start to get into the stories and the characters. Of course. Um, but I think it's, it is a good show. I'm looking forward to kind of getting through the you know, six seasons, maybe seven. So you're starting uh, from the very beginning, yeah? Yeah, we're into season two now. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep going. Matthew, this is pretty good. A, she recommends and approves that you're watching Gilmore Girls. I will say though, you mentioned the Gilmore Girls is is that kind of small town America mentality, right? Except yeah. Year in the Life is all rich people, and she's having lunch in the most expensive restaurant in the world. And, <laughs> oh man, it's like it's like rich person porn. It's 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 a very like early. 
Southend's thing that, like, um, I don't know if it was unconscious or what. But Sex of the Sea te- probably as well had it. A- te- television shows, like specifically American television shows, they are trying to portray characters as run of the mill and somewhat working class and. Mm blah 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 and but they all just live in fucking massive houses and 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 just they all seem real i mean friends is like the best example like they all they live in this fucking gigantic new york apartment with this huge like uh balcony and window and all this other stuff uh, and gilmore girls is very much that it's like it's like not discussed at all that they live that they live in what almost looks like some kind of um stepford wives nightmare world um <laughs> It's all very, very pristine and American. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it is a show about rich people on the whole, yeah. which is interesting. Um, the, mother, the, the, the mother slash grandmother character, she's almost like um, uh, a Lucille Bluth almost. Oh, uh, they, yeah. They, they, at least they sort of acknowledge that she's hoity-toity. Yeah, and I mean, the dad... Is literally the dad from Richie Rich. He's um, <laughs> very on the nose. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll make a promise here, right? When we finish Lost, this is for Natty, I'm promising to you, right? We finish Lost. She's not even looking at me, she's reading something. We'll watch then Gilmore Girls. How about that? Only when you finish Grey's Anatomy. We'll never finish Grey's Anatomy, there's too many episodes oh of it. Well, okay, well, okay. When we finish Grey's Anatomy, but see, Loss is easier to finish because there's only six seasons. That Grey's Anatomy is like season fifteen now or something. Um, and also, seasons four, five, and six of Lost are only like twelve episodes, so we get through that real fast. Then we watch the Gilmore Girls with Lorelai and Rory and Luke with his lumberjack shirt. I'm not sure if you'd like it. Ah, look, this one I get for trying. Sure, we'll watch it. Okay, very good. Where else have you watched, Joe? Um, also, just on a whim, uh, flicking through Now TV today, I decided to watch the Extras Christmas Special. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember that. 2008 or whatever it was. Um, very odd one. I, I don't think it's aged well. Ooh. I haven't watched Extras in a long, long time. Um, but it's just, just not very good. Like, there's some definitely funny moments in it, um, but so much of it just feels kind of pasted together. Like there's the bit with George Michael, uh, and they're in the on Hampstead Heath cruising, um, which is kind of funny. But again, what's that got to do with with any of this? Uh, the car phone warehouse stuff with uh, Robbie from EastEnders and, and Barry is is very funny, um, but again, a bit kind of oh here's this would be a funny idea, and they've got good chemistry. Um, kind of a bit like when they brought Les Dennis and Keith Chegwin into Life's Too Short. Yeah. Um, basically because the first season was crap, so they <laughs> what, what we do to, to solve it. And then they so, made, yeah, they, what, they made the special of Life's Too Short entirely about them about and that. not about yeah. Warwick Davis at all. About Warwick, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and a lot of the kind of stuffs very feels very dated now. The, the reality TV and celebrity stuff. Yeah, uh, especially in the age of social media, where you know everyone lives their life like an open wound for their fifteen minutes of fame and a few likes. You know, basically, what everything Andy Millman's talking about has happened to everyone, uh, including Ricky Gervais himself. Yeah. So, um, 
But then, in, <laughs> in, a sen- in a sense, then was was it not somewhat kind of predictionary, or or is that message still not kind of valid today? Well, it, yeah, it's some it's valid, but in a sense, it's become quite um, sort maybe, of maybe it's a bit quaint. Like it's, yeah, it's just like well, we've moved so far beyond that. It's, it's, it's you kind of look back and, and laugh at it, um, and all the stuff with Maggie as well, like when she. She's working as a cleaner and all this stuff, and they play this really sad music over her, and it's like, well, I mean, she's not lost a leg or anything. She just, you know, working in the kitchen. It's not that bad. Yeah. Even before Derek, he, they, they were leaning a bit on the old sad music. Yeah. Uh, without without doing any heavy lifting in the writing department, they were going to the old music. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not not great. It, it had its moments. It definitely had its moments, but felt very kind of dated in a way that The Office doesn't and never will. <laughs> Even though it has just it has all these kind of celebrity bits in it, and it you know all the Office life is completely different, but the, the central kind of story and the characters and themes are kind of universal and evergreen. Whereas yeah. the extras doesn't have the same thing. I'll be squeezing in that office one before. Yeah. Definitely. Um, So that was okay. And then we've also been watching a series on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us. Oh, yes, Um, yeah. Just looking back at kind of popular movies, mainly from the 80s and 90s, and kind of telling the story of the production and how it became so popular. And we watched the Home Alone one, which is really, really good. Uh, and also the Dirty Dancing one, which is great. And they've, they've got a lot of the kind of crew, the, the, the producers, directors, and uh, all the kind of people that were there and, and saw it unfold are, are in it, uh, including kind of Chris Columbus on the, um, the oh, Home Alone oh. one. Hmm. And they don't have a lot of cast on there, but actually, who wants to listen to actors talk anyway? They're boring. Oh. It's, yeah, pointless. So I'd recommend that. There's also a, die, a Ghostbusters one and a Die Hard one. So we're going to watch those as well. But that's a really fun series. Big thumbs up for that one. Um, have I, either of you watched The Toys That Make Us on Netflix? No, I would like to watch that because I thought it was a wrestling one. Yeah, I've heard it's good in general. And yeah, there's a wrestling yeah. one. Um, but yeah, I, I want to watch that. And I, I'll watch the, I might stick on the old Die Hard one. Um, Die Hard was on in the old cinema or, uh, during the week. And I wanted to go. The old mm-hmm. business was sick, so we Oh, I was raging. I was like, well, all right, here's some Panadol. I'll go on cinema. But uh, it was nice instead, and I <laughs> didn't no. do that. Um, I've, not, I've not seen that movie in on the big screen, and I would love to, uh, but I'm sure it'll be I'm sure it'll be back next Christmas or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Any other telly? No, that's, that's it. All righty. Do you want to do the Book of a Mormon? Oh, yes. A bit of music guff for once. Um, yeah, so Wednesday, as I said, we went out on a, a bit of a work trip. Um, I can't remember who someone suggested, oh, why don't we go see Book of Mormon? And I've, I've always wanted to see it. Um, knew a little bit about it, not too much. And it was, obviously, Matt Stone, Trey Parker. Um, so I was like, yeah, well up for it. So we got the tickets. We went along to the matinee showing in, in the West End in London. Um Potentially a strange choice for a work outing, uh, the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Uh, have either of you seen it? No. 
No, but you know, not I don't um, Yeah, I mean, it's like South Park, but with none of the no censorship. Um, there were F's, there were C's, there were uh, genital mutilation. Uh, obviously, all the kind of religious, anti-religious content. Um, Jesus, the devil, Mormons. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Um, I loved it. I thought it was really funny. Uh, I loved the production as well. I thought the, the choreography was great. The sets were great. They do tons of like costume changes and, and different sets and everything. It's really a big kind of tour, tourist pleasing showstopper. Um, so I loved it. Um, I think a few people we went with maybe not quite expecting what they got. A bit too much for couple, them. I think there might have been a couple of Christians there that didn't really uh, know what they were getting into. Uh, including my boss. Oh! <laughs> yeah. yeah. But she's a Christian. And, um, apparently at one point she wanted to leave, walk out, but didn't. Um, so that was interesting. It's always tricky because, you know, you... Uh, when there's sort of people you work with, you get a, a, that kind of big sense of humour imbalance where things you think are kind of hilarious and that everyone will laugh at, you start to realise are actually kind of taboo when you go outside the bubble of, uh, you know, Twitter and <laughs> the internet world which we, which we've inhabited. Um, you start to realise people do still get offended by things. So that was interesting. Um, but definitely a big thumbs up for the musical. Um, if anyone gets a chance to see that, I think it's definitely worth it. Right, let me just log on to Joe's work website here. So, let's see what the next outings are. Mm. <laughs> a Black Sabbath concert and a Richard Dawkins talk? <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. And even if you don't like musicals, because I'm not a big musical person, I've only seen a few. Um, Still really entertaining. If you like South Park, you'll probably like that. So. Good. Good yeah, Siege. Okay. Alrighty. Um, what about the old video games, Paul? What about them? Um, so, Pokemon Sword, right? Finito. Finished. Ooh. Pokedex. 400 out of 400. Done. Beat it. Natty and myself this morning completed that game. Um, and unlike the previous ones that we beat, they were a little bit easier because there was a thing called the GTS, which I forget what it stands for. Not go to sleep. Uh, the Global Trade Service or something. Essentially, you can say, look, I need this Pokemon. This is what I'm willing to give for it. And you just turn your game on the next day and someone will have given you and now you have it. So that made it a little bit easier to get some of the trickier Pokemon. This game doesn't have that. You just have to get them all. Catch them all, if you will. Um, so between us, we did. We finished the game. 400 out of 400 in the Pokedex. It's finished. Donezo. Kablam. Um, so I'm going to start playing this week Jedi Fallen Order. Nice. I gotta get back to that. Gonna start playing that this week. Um, hoping I enjoy it. Really looking forward to it. Um, hopefully not too long either. I, I, I'm. I hope it's like twenty-ish hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the mood for for a fifteen to twenty-hour game. I don't really need more than that. 
I think mostly the game is going to be something that I play when I get home and wait for Natty to get home from work. So it'll be that two, two, three hours. I'll just sit down and play that game. That 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 that's what, what I'm going to do. That's what my plan will be going forward. So I'm looking forward to that. That's of course my Christmas present for my brother. So I need to have it beaten before Christmas. Lovely, very nice. What have you been playing, Barry? I've been playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. No, not the one that came out in 2007. No, not the one that came out in 2017 as a remaster with the exact same name. The one that came out this year, also with the exact same name again. Um, <laughs> which is the latest re... Well, the yeah, it's... I don't know how to even... I guess it's a reboot. It shares the same name. It's the new Call of Duty game is what matters. Um, I am about three hours into the campaign, uh, which is obviously not like the real draw with Call of Duty, but I always like to play it before I get stuck into the multiplayer. And uh, so far, so good. Uh, really good-looking faces in that game. Mm. The, the, the Call of Duty games, they are they are low-key, uh, quite advanced when it comes to the character models, and the, the cutscenes look tremendous. Um, there's, uh, there's, I mean, there was the one a few years ago where they had a scarily, re- scarily realistic, um, uh, Kevin Spacey talking to an also scary, realistic Troy Baker. Um, the faces are just very, very good. Uh, the plot it is obviously, you know, they've done a lot of futuristic games lately. They've done World War Two, obviously being modern warfare. This one has then kind of pulled it right back to, uh, you know, 2019 and it's, you know, uh, American and British forces fighting terrorism in a in a good old fashioned fake country to avoid um, um, you know inciting any international incidents. Uh, there is uh, one mission early on which uh, takes place in like Trafalgar Square. There's basically a terrorist attack, um, and it's. It's scarily realistic. It's like a very good-looking game, and it, it, it conveys the absolute chaos and horror of a of a of a, a terror attack in a, in, a, in a you know a metropolitan area very well. And then there's a later mission where you're you're following up on a lead, and you're doing a you're um, skirting around the alleys in Camden Town, and then doing a raid on a house. Um, so you know it's kind of you know it's kind of going for a little bit of a kind of a shocky kind of not shock that's probably not fair but it's it's kind of going for for that kind of vibe in the way these games have done in the past as well. Um, obviously, the last few entries have gone so sci-fi and futuristic they've kind of gotten away from that. But um, but yeah, no, it's, it it seems good. It's 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 enjoyable so far. Um, but I'm only I'm only about two or three hours in because I wanted to start this on like Thursday evening. I actually just started it this afternoon because the son of a bitch had 80 gigabytes of a patch to download before I could play it. I have never in my days ever seen a pa- a patch that big. I bought the disc. This wasn't a digital download of the game. I bought the physical disc and it, it made me download that um, uh, before I could do anything. Uh, that was their like uh, season one of their like competitive whatever the fuck you know their season of content or whatever however whatever it's called I don't know but oh my god absolutely obscene download and on this shitty PlayStation Four uh, download speeds uh, that was quite the pain but uh, yeah so far so good so I'm, I'm gonna be uh, plucking away at that and Star Wars and also I want to finish Control 
available soon as well. So those are my those are my Christmas games, and, I, and I'll see if I can work through the rest of the pile once I get those finished. Cool. And the last one I played was Black Ops One, mm. and I never went back to it. But. Um, any PlayStation players, by the way, who haven't yet played Titanfall Two? It's on PS Plus this month. I'm sure worth sure it play because that game is so excellent. One of the best shooter campaigns ever. Even, even if you're not into first-person shooters, it's brilliant. Brilliant. It is. And if you, and if you are into first-person shooters, I'm hoping, because they've been very quiet for a while, I'm hoping being free will uh, get the multiplayer servers popping again. Because, oh, Lord, that multiplayer is good. That's some sexy-ass multiplayer. <laughs> it feels so good. You're wall-running. You're jumping around like a mad bastard. You're grappling, hooking. Oh, God, you, you pilot your big robot. There's a robot. It's got a samurai sword. You can fucking impale the other robot. Ah, oh, God, it's good. You can curb stomp the other robot. It's great. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I miss Titanfall too. To be honest, that that campaign, as you say, one of the one of the best things available on PS4 slash Xbox One slash probably it's on PC. I don't know. Um. Right, so that's Game Guff. That's Game Guff. Let's talk movies. I watched one movie in the cinema. What? Kn- Knives Out, the new movie by Ryan Johnson. That bloke, what? Ah, yes. Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and also other movies that. before that, but that nobody remembers. Uh, Looper, which was really great. Uh, Brothers Bloom, which was really great. Brick, which I've not seen, but I believe is right up my alley, so I might watch that over Christmas. But Knives Out is the new movie by Ryan Johnson. He also directed episodes of Breaking Bad that were great. Ozymandias, The Fly. Um, so Knives Out is a murder mystery whodunit in the vein of Agatha Christie. Um, with a, a tremendous cast, you have Daniel Craig doing a kind of southern drawl, which works surprisingly well. He plays Benoit Blanc, the kind of Poirot-inspired sleuth. You have um, Don Johnson. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Michael Shannon, who I know we all love. Um, you have oh, from Hereditary. Her name is, is just slipping my mind. Uh, Colette. Tony Collette, exactly. Uh, you have uh, Chris Evans, Anna de Armas from Blade Runner, Lakeith Stanfield, who we all love as well from Get Out, um, Christopher Plummer. Great cast. And everyone is great in it, by the way. Um, in fact, obviously I won't name names, but there, the, some of them I wish had a little bit more to do. But when you have so many people involved in an ensemble cast, you're obviously going to have some people that have a little bit more to do than others. But um, uh, the first 30 minutes or so are very kind of interviewee in, in the way that... I don't know if you guys have seen any of the versions of Murder on the Orient Express. No. Um, but like the, the, the 1974 Murder on the Orient Express is like almost entirely just interviews, which gets a little mm. bit tiresome after a while. And I kind of was worried that this would be the same here. The first 30 minutes or so, well, not entirely, but let's say 25 minutes of the first 30 minutes, feel like they're just 
interviewing people and you're getting like flashbacks from the night when the incident happened right and then it kind of opens up and i would say from the 30 minute mark up until maybe the hour 15 mark um is like some of my favorite cinema i've seen in, in a long time wow. um because just the it, it's very very high paced you're you're being given information and i love anyway murder mysteries and mystery movies like fuck i love them just that 45 is so so good fast paced your you, little clues have been dropped and you know you feel so satisfied when you notice a, a little line you go oh i wonder if that means something or you see something in the background hey what's that all about you're like mm, picking up them clues um it has lots of lots of twists and turns as you might expect um most of which i didn't catch on to i think there was one little thing that i i had kind of figured out but um very 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 good um i i absolutely adored it um one of my favorite films of the year easily um i want to go see it again i don't know if i'll get a chance because obviously it's so close to christmas you kind of don't have so much time for just popping into town to watch a movie but um I'd happily go see it again. <laughs> um, it's really funny as well. Um, Daniel Craig is excellent in it, um, like in in a funny way. Um, the 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 murder mystery itself is extremely satisfying, but what makes the movie good is how good everything is outside of that central story. Like all the performances are great. It looks fantastic. Um, the pacing is great. Ah, it was it was it was brilliant. Yeah, really really impressed. Really really loved it. Um, Ryan Johnson is back. Although I liked the last Jedi. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I also liked the last Jedi. <laughs> so. I, I want I bought it on Blu-ray a few weeks ago. I want to stick it on at some point, probably over the weekend. I might have it nice hung over trees after OTT at the weekend. Um, I might stick it on because I adored the Last Jedi when I first saw it, and I'm sure I liked it more the second time I saw it. I see. I think on a rewatch, I'll probably like stuff like the casino stuff less. But I, I, I imagine because I'm just one of these people when I read all these complaints about oh, this isn't the way Luke Skywalker would. I'm like, you're wrong. You're so wrong. You're so fucking wrong. You don't get Star Wars at all. Shut the fuck up. Um, he was never a good so character imagine, in the first place. He's a twat. I I I imagine that broadly I still like it, but I'm yeah. I actually, I, I, really liked it. I actually even liked the casino stuff. I liked it more a second time. <sighs> I no, I really liked it at the time, but I, I oh. remember it, and then I was like, ah, I'm sure that won't hold up on a rewatch. I like that subplot. I feel like, like probably won't hold up. Joe, let me tell you, you like Knives Out anyway. <laughs> it's so. I'm good. sure I will. I like I like. Um, Rian, um, you know, I like to call him. Yeah. Um, just not in the Star Wars universe. And and what's striking about this movie is how how unblockbustery it is. It's it's definitely a, a, a film that only a, a director with a very specific kind of attitude or a very specific eye for these kind of movies could make it's obviously i don't want to get into the fucking it's a love letter to agatha christie but it's like it's it's so it's so a film that only a director with a very very specific 
kind of aim or a very specific um, vision could have. And it's it's yeah. it's brilliant. Honestly, it's brilliant. I'm excited. I'm I'm seeing it tomorrow. I never heard. I didn't know what Ryan Johnson was working on until I saw the trailer for this film in the cinema to watch something else. And I I was just watching the names pop up on screen. I was like, this is the maddest cast ever. This is. Insane. And then when it was like Ryan Johnson's film, I was like, all right, I'm definitely in. I'll tell you what there is like, to what? it. Right. Sorry to cut across you, Barry. It's it's a murder mystery film. If if the murder mystery film was a lovely. A lovely plate of like a, a, a nice fish dish, right? And you get your little lemon and you squeeze your lemon on it. Do you know what the lemon juice is? A little bit of Royal Tenenbaums on top of it. Okay. That's what it is. It's a murder mystery movie. It's not like Royal Tenenbaums, but it's got that little Royal Tenenbaumsiness to it. Ah, mm. oh, it's, it's great. Ah, oh, loved it. Uh, well, that's. Uh I think that's movie guff. Oh, I know. I saw. Um, uh, I watched Seven Psychopaths on Netflix, hmm. um, which is a fantastic film. I really enjoyed it. Uh, from oh, the director's name escapes me at the moment. The guy who did In Bruges. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Mac- Tim, uh, McDonald. What is it? It's. Brian something, I think. Martin McDonough. Not even close. Grand. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's really fantastic. Um, in, in, like in Bruges, it has a little bit of the, uh, the quasi-Tarantino about it. Um, like, it, it definitely, like, I, I don't, I've never read an interview with the man, but I feel like he's almost certainly a big Tarantino fan. But mm. uh, it's great. Uh, it's really, really great. It's um, there's a lot going on. It's it's uh, it's never boring. It's got a lot of interesting characters. Um, it it might be a little up its own arse for some people. I didn't think it was, but I was watching it thinking people might might not like aspects of it. If you, if you have a bugbear like a lot of people do about uh, movies where writers have chosen to write about the writing process and being a writer, I think that might. Um, uh, that might be uh, an irritant to some people, but the, the movie is kind of interesting enough that it, it's not it's not too ponderous or anything uh, like that. But it's really great, uh, great cast. Uh, you have your Walken, you have your Farrell, you have lots of other people, uh, uh, and Colin Farrell is thankfully not doing an embarrassing accent; he's just being himself. Which maybe, maybe that is embarrassing, but he's not, at least he's not pretending to be a Yank. Um, but uh, yeah, Seven Psychopaths, it's on Netflix. I feel like it's been on Netflix basically since it was released. So um, uh, check that out whenever you want. But uh, yeah, uh, good old good old film. Uh, Joe, what have you been watching? Uh, watched the movie Ghost. Um, <laughs> Ooh, the band. The 1990 movie starring Patrick Swayze as uh, the ghost. Um, and also Demi Moore. And... Academy Award winner Whoopi Goldberg. Um, it's a great, it's a great um, lineup. You, do, you know, we don't get movie stars like that anymore. They don't have stars these days. It's just all these actors have no jabronis. You don't get, you don't get your Jim Carreys and your Patrick Swayze's and your Whoopi Goldbergs. It's just, it's, it's, it's rubbish now. So this is a great movie. You ever, you ever seen this movie? It was the number one box office draw of nineteen ninety. 
if you can believe that that <laughs> a, ro- a rom-com about Patrick Swayze as a ghost was the number one film in America. Uh, that's what people wanted at that time, not um, Spider-Man. Um, well, it's, it's a, Debbie, it's a Debbie Moore was pretty popular at the time, though, wasn't she? Oh, yeah, she was huge. Yeah. Well, actually, had a, this was her breakout role, I think. Oh. Okay. I don't think she was that big before. This is what kind of launched her into a series of awful movies. Okay. Um, Patrick Swayze had done Dirty Dancing, so he was pretty pretty big. Right. And I think Whoopi Goldberg as well. Um, yeah, so it's, so it's a fun movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, so Patrick Swayze gets murdered, but then comes back as a ghost and has to warn Demi Moore about a nefarious plots that are going on. Um, Whoopi Goldberg plays the kind of wacky uh, medium. Um, she's she's kind of fantastic in the movie. Though. I think without her, it'd be pretty boring. Um, the other fun part is Patrick Swayze because he's a ghost. He's in a lot of scenes. Obviously, people can't see him. Like so, he's kind of standing there reacting to things, and his facial expressions are, are something to behold. Um, there's one scene where he, he looks a little bit like a horse trying to fart. Um, <laughs> Just, just kind of. I don't know what that looks things. like, but I'm curious. Well, Ghost and uh, keep oh, on Patrick go. Swayze. Yeah, yeah so it's a, it's a good movie. It's one that you kind of look back and think, "Why was this the number one movie in America?" That's so weird because uh, it's just so different to anything that you'd really get in the cinema today. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a good, good one. Good, good movie. I mean, obviously, um, there's, there's one scene that I would know from Ghost, having not it, seen it. It's the iconic scene. The iconic scene. Yeah. I can't imagine any context that that would happen in that it wouldn't just seem ridiculous though um how so it's because it, i mean i've not seen Great the movie cat. i i guess maybe it's just because it's so famous but it's just it's such a, a silly scene the, it's so over the top with the pottery and oh it's mad yeah, yeah. is he a ghost at that point in the movie no, no, that's before. That's pre-ghost, okay. That's like, yeah, just before he gets murdered. Okay. Um, but yeah, a very sexual scene. Mm, give me a boner ticket. Around, a, around a kiln. The sexiest of <laughs> objects. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, was, man. that was movies for the week. Oh, lovely stuff. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, when you, I, I haven't seen Ghost, but when you were describing it, mm. you're like, oh, there are a couple in there. Then he dies and he comes back. And I was like, oh, this sounds like a ghost story, which I love. And then you're like, yes, a warner about a plot and there's a wacky medium. I was like, oh, no, it doesn't sound like that at all. Um, uh, a ghost but, story uh, is excellent as well. Have you seen I want to rewatch it. I, I was reading um, whose list was it? Was it Total Film or someone? I don't know. Someone put a list up. Well, everyone put a list up of their favorite films of the decade. Yeah. And... Um, I was reading one and I, I was actually shocked at how much of them I'd seen. But right. a ghost story was on there and I was like, I should really rewatch it because I loved it. And I feel like I would love it more watching it back and knowing what it is. I feel like I, I would really like more. That's I have the great. Blu-ray and it is also on Netflix. If, you, if you're if you curious and have not seen it and you have Netflix, it's on there. Um, that is a tremendous film. A very good film. But I should also, I should also probably watch Ghost as well for the first time. Yeah. And also Ghostbusters, I believe, is quite good. Yes, another good film about um, lovers divided by life and death. I think someone at work mentioned Ghostbusters the other day, and I just... I I have one Ghostbuster quote in my head that I'll say when Ghostbusters comes up in conversation. 
But I think people who don't recognize it as a Ghostbusters quote, like Joe's boss at Book of Mormon, might take it wrong when I go, yes, it's true, this man has no dick. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway. They caused an explosion. Um, right, we have a little game of rest of 20 questions, if you want to okay. crack on with it. We're playing wrestler 20 questions, by the way, listeners. They have 20 questions, yes or no, to guess what wrestler I am thinking of. Okay. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. I'm trying to remember our, our go-to um, uh, steps, our go-to um, uh, questions to tick off some boxes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Joe. Are we start okay. Alive or dead? Yes. Okay, Paul. Yes. Is this wrestler alive? Are they alive? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. That narrows it down. There's a lot of dead ones. There's a lot of dead ones. Loads. More dead than alive, you might, you might say. Um, okay, is this person still an active full-time wrestler? Yes, they are. Okay. Is this person signed to the WWE? No, they are not. No, they are not. All right. Okay. Um, are they signed to either AEW or New Japan Pro Wrestling? No. Hmm. All right. It is a living person not signed to any of the big companies. Well, that can only be like Teddy Hart. Um, is this person on the run from a missing person's case? Uh, no, that's not my good. Is this person on uh, the lamb? <laughs> um, it's got to be something in ROH. Possibly, or, or Impact. Does Impact still go, go on? ROH or Impact, yeah, or an indie name. Um, yeah, big I'd have to imagine a somewhat notable name. Uh, okay. Um, is this person a man? It is a man. All right. An active man not signed to a big company. Okay. Correct. Okay. Um, is this, does this person wrestle for Ring of Honor? No. Hmm. So it's got to be one of the five people left in Impact. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. It's, um... oh, okay. Um... Yeah, I feel like narrowing down the company mm. is uh, is going to be key here. Okay, I'll ask. Is this person signed to Impact? No. <sighs> Uh, okay, so it's a, it's it's a it's a proper indie boy then. Um, okay, Go on Joe. Wow. Um, okay. Um, has this person ever been under contract with WWE? Yes, they have. Okay. Okay. 
independent, mm. mad, active, not signed to any big company, but has been signed to WWE. Mm. Oh, is he being cute? And is he doing one of the recently released people? Oh, interesting. So it could be Luke Harper's Could be Bertie. Could be, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm assuming he's is he active? I think he does in decent. I oh god, I, I I guess he is not officially retired. I would not. I if I, if I had to classify him as active or not active, I would probably call him active. But yeah, I don't know how mm. often he's wrestling. Um, it could be yeah, it could be a Me- something in a Mexican promotion. Could be yeah. Um, you could ask. Uh, we could ask are they Mexican or are they Latino? I was going to say yeah. Uh, you know, that. narrow it down that way. Uh, is this person? Is this man Latino? He is not a Latino. Um, okay. Plus, I, I mean, we could. I was gonna say we know they're a white dude. Like, okay, cool. Um, actually, no, we um, don't. Um, what about Brian Philman Jr.? Is he signed in here? Oh, yeah, that's a good little. That's a good little shout. Um, no, he's not signed anywhere. I think he's like only. He's yeah, yeah, that's not even. He's never been in WWE. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, sure. um, okay. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's that's a useful one. Okay. Um, okay. Has this person ever held the Intercontinental Championship? Uh, no, they have not. Okay, so it's not Luke Harper, and it's not. Um, that's ten questions, by the way. Okay. Um. Could be uh, British Bulldog Junior. Yeah. Yes, yes, very good. Yes, wow. Okay, um, active, not signed anywhere. Hasn't been an IC champion. Used to be yeah. in WWE. Um, not, not Latino. Not Latino. Uh, yeah. Do, do, do you have a question that might narrow that down? Um. What do we know about the British Bulldog? He's Canadian. Is is this person Canadian? Yes, they are. Oh, okay. Uh, well done, Joe. My other my other thing I was thinking when he hasn't been in WWE was Speedball Mike Bailey, who, who fits all the criteria except the being in WWE. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's so like, and he is also Canadian. Um. Yeah, uh, British Bulldog Junior is uh, is good. Uh, Paul, hmm. is this person a second generation wrestler? Yes, they are. Oh, very good. Joe, are you satisfied to take the guess, or do you want to ask another question? Was Teddy Hart ever in WWE? Uh, he. I think he didn't I'm almost certain he did. Yeah, at some point. I don't know when. But he could still. He still qualifies. 
Okay. Yeah. Second gen. There aren't any. What other second gen Canadians are there? It's got to be. It's got to be someone from the Hart family. Yeah, well, Pillman. Pillman's not um, Canadian, so that's. So he was a good. He was a good guest too, but but no. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, is this person a member of the Hart family? Yes, they are. Okay. It's got to be one of those two then. Um, um, how do we separate them? They both wrestle in some of the same places. They've both been in MLW. Um, um, has this person... Oh, I'm trying to think where where's a place Teddy has definitely wrestled that that Bulldog has not. ROH. Vice Yeah, Teddy was in ROH. Bulldog yeah, was not. I think British Bulldog as Has this person ever wrestled? Ever wrestled in Ring of Honor? I don't believe so. No. Okay. I I, I think I think you can take the guess on on, on Bulldog Junior. Uh, how many questions we got left? Six, I think. Yeah. Six. Oh, fuck it. We'll go for the guess. Is it <coughs> the British uh, Bulldog Junior, a.k.a. Davy Boy Smith Junior, a.k.a. Harry Smith? Well, with 15 questions, that is correct. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. I, <sighs> Jesus Christ, my eyes nearly popped out of my head when after... Uh, some wrestler who's not signed, who was in WWE and never held the IC Championship, Joe goes, uh, British Bulldog Jr.? I'm like, what? How the fuck did he get that? <laughs> Jesus. That's a hell of a pick from nowhere. Well, uh, no, I was just thinking of literally anyone that's around but not in one of those five companies. I mean, there's only... There's not that many people. Yeah, he's an MLW. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow, I'm impressed. Very impressed. Um... Well, in the words of Gerald Briscoe, don't ever mess with Joe Town. Because you never <laughs> can get the answer. Actually, it could have been somebody in NWA. I forgot about that. No, it's not. It was him. Yeah. Congrats. Nice. And on that note, we seg you into the old wrestling golf. Yeah. I didn't watch NXT this week. I only watched AEW Dan and Matt. I've not seen anything this week except I caught up with uh, I think it was last week's episode of NWA Power or the one before it's um, it was episode 8 and it was really boring um, Melina was on it and did a sit down interview that went on for about 45 minutes Right. Uh, possibly the worst segment I've watched all year it was mind numbing Um they keep referring to her as a legend as well. It's like, uh, in whose mind? Um, so that was bad. Girl, I'm tough enough. Yeah. <laughs> was that to do with Jim Cornette being released, obviously? Well, yeah, it wasn't like a proper episode, so I'm not exactly sure they what said, happened. They said no. They were asked about that. And they said they were always <laughs> planning to... Um, Release they didn't have the an, episode where nothing happens. They, did, they were going to have a, a mixed, a mixed little clip show thing with less new content because they didn't tape enough 
stuff to fill every episode through to the pay-per-view. Um, and I think that sounds like a worse excuse than the Jim Cornette one. Well, yeah, that's that's what they said. <laughs> but the the most recent one was back to normal with Cornette on it. So they have not they did not scrub Cornette, you know. Right. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. I look forward to watching that one. But yeah. did you watch Dynamite, Perry? I did. Yeah, I, wa- I watched Dynamite. Yeah, um, it's all right. I liked it. Yeah. Um, um, I thought more more great Jericho stuff. Yes, I like the Jericho stuff a lot. I like uh, I like the Cody promo. Yeah, Cody's great, man. Cody is great. Yeah. Um. Uh, I liked the women's match. Um. Yes, I like that as well. He Hikaru Shida feels more like she's their like star. Japanese woman, like the ace of the division, than Riho. I don't know what. The, I assume Riho is one of these people who is not signed, and so she's splitting her time between the U.S. and um, and Japan. Whereas I know from on Hikaru Shida's very very charming Instagram, she's like adjusting to American life and teaching herself English. It's lovely. If you want a nice wholesome Instagram follow, you can see Hikaru Shida doing little. You know English language vlogs, and here are things I found in an American furniture store. Get a load of this. But then um, knowing that she Rio wouldn't be on as many shows seems like a very strange decision to put the women's title on her. And this is something that this thing, yeah, there's something to that to my mind is one of the problems with Dynamite so far is how choppy um, the show is in regards to people just not being on some weeks. Like, even people like... I, Omega feels like he's been on AW Dark like four weeks in a row. What's the deal? Like, have have your big stars on the big show every week. Mm. Like, and it's not like they can't fit him in because they had a fucking... Uh, Brandon Sutter, or whatever his name is, the other week. He had uh, Nyla Rose Leva uh, Bates this week. Like, there's, there's always some shite you can get off and put put one of your stars on it it's just so weird like I, I get that they want people to watch the the dark show as well but you really need to get to the stage where dynamite is where the stars are and put the kind of lesser people on dark and the, the hardcore fans will watch it you know um i i i kind of agree with you but i i'll say one thing i like the idea that they are uh, I like the idea of having a small bit of a cycle where you don't have everyone on every week. I I, I like that in theory, and I, in, I liked it in practice in the early weeks. But now I I, I do agree with you that it, it's kind of gone overdose now because yeah, now between being in Japan and then also the last handful of times Riho was at a taping, it was for dark for reasons that are beyond me. I mean, if you don't have her every week, then she should be on television when she's on the big weeks. Um, but yeah, Kenny as well. I, I definitely think they're they're doing too much of that. They gotta have a little bit more consistency than what they have, and I, I think that also, um, you know, speaks to uh, another problem they're having, which is they are not getting enough characters over. Um, mm. And they've gotten better as time goes on. The Cody promos are becoming a regular thing, and all that. But um, I, I I noticed this week. That the Pentagon Daniels match, which was all right, I, I thought it was a good match. It di- it felt a bit heatless, and it did not feel like it was undercooked. Is what it was. It was undercooked, and I think part of the reason is that 
the Pentagon heel turn, quote unquote, if that's what it even was, felt a little out of left field. You didn't get any promos out of it. You didn't get any follow-up. You pretty much just got, he did it. Daniels came back. They had a match. Nobody explained what was happening. Nobody, you know, both Impact and Lucha Underground, you know, proved the formula works with Pentagon. You just let him cut a promo in Spanish and subtitle it, and it's cool, and it gets over, and he comes off like a badass. I I, I feel like there's so much of that lacking. Um and even even as they have gotten better, they, they there are still huge gaps where we're not getting a proper uh, we're not getting a proper uh, background on who most of these people are, and I, I it's leading to a big time disconnect. Yeah, I mean, I think what they they need to get down first and foremost is that you need to have kind of two two stories going simultaneously for for your shows. You need the overarching story, which is leading to your your big shows, right? And you need then each show to have its own little through line. And yeah, like too too many weeks, it's a little bit like, why is Ray Phoenix having a match with Trent here? And it's like, oh, well, Trent beat Pentagon on Dark two weeks ago. I'm like, okay, I don't follow Dark, so I don't get that part part of the story. Um, You know... I don't know. There was stuff on it that I really enjoyed. As, as you said, the Jericho stuff with uh, Jungle Boy, I thought was very good. Um, uh, Cody cut uh, another fantastic promo. Uh, kind of a uh, uh, very Ric Rick Flair-inspired promo. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm surprised he didn't end up in his jocks. Um, <laughs> Bischoff, you... You come back from commercial, I'll be naked. Um, I thought Brandy Rhodes cut one of the worst, most rehearsed bollocks promos I've ever heard. Um, where she was talking about, oh, what did she even say? Oh, it just it completely went in one ear and it's, out the other ear about the nightmare it's rubbish. collective. It's rubbish. It's there it's was rubbish. Um, rubbish. Do you know what it was? It reminded me of that um, DNA. Well. To an extent, but her manner of speaking, like she had this kind of put on southern accent, it was a little bit like that David Lynch Vince McMahon video that's went around recently, where he's like, "Do or die, oh, yeah. do or die, you do, he dies." It, it, like, why is she doing this voice and why is she talking about it? It, it wasn't like natural at all. And Cody's promo was very naturalist, you know, he's naturalistic. Not he wasn't in the nude. Um, like it sounded natural. And her sounded so unnatural that it was like, and all my toes curled listening to it. It was awful. Which is a shame because I I actually don't mind the like idea behind Kong taking the hair. Like that's an interesting little thing for like a monster heel to do. But like Brandy Rhodes is so <laughs> uncharismatic. She has she I think she has actually charisma, but she's not a good promo and, and that's where no. her charisma like I- sucks out of her. Like um, and yeah, I, I I agree with you that I like the Kong thing in theory, but it's like as a as an accessory to this broader uh, brandy thing. It's very on the um, nose the way that it's actually been done as well. I, uh, I uh, there was an interesting piece on Observer Radio this right. week um, where Dave talked about, and obviously he, this is surprising coming from him, but he talked about how the the impact parallels with the show. Were, were quite high in the sense that they look they have their high highs and they have good matches and they have a hot crowd and all sort of stuff but the 
the ratio of like good segments to really crappy segments is getting kind of worryingly high mm. um where you know, this this increase in uh, in you know doing more angles and stuff like that it's almost like they've increased it in the wrong areas um because we're not getting the pentagon promos we're not getting the the you know we're getting some mocks promos but not that many but what we are getting is three different groups doing cult angles and brandy doing her thing and the librarians being back and it's like you you know everywhere like everywhere that's not cody i think it's fair to say that basically all the angles are not landing at all um it's like one angle that's working too if you want to count you know whatever jericho's thing is well um, to be fair i think the inner circle is is one aspect of dynamite where the characters have kind of got across and got over like i understand who jericho is who sammy guevara is as characters like who um santana and ortiz are who um swagger is although swagger is like fucking his character is that he has no character doesn't speak um whereas yeah as you say like what is what is um trent's motivation what is his character who is he What's what motivates him? I have no idea. You know, um, and I mean, yeah, there's definitely a little too heavy, heavy a lean into the kind of culty paranormal heels. I don't know. There's like too many people doing that same gimmick at once. Um, what else? Oh, um, poor Chris Daniels on his moonsault uh, to the outside. God, I I laughed for about forty five seconds. Oh, it's hilarious! Oh, we 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 actually re round to watch again. It was so funny. Oh, poor Chris Daniels. That it was it was it was you know what comedy equals tragedy plus time. I tell you that was the the quickest the t- quickest trajectory from tragedy to comedy in a, in a long time. It was so funny. Oh, he just went. Um, Joey Janela's promo was horrible as well. Did you see Janela's horrible teeth as well. <laughs> no, I, I can't say I noticed Fucking teeth. brown teeth. Oh, my God. Jesus. Um, yeah. He, he needs to go have a chat with Britt Baker. You fix it with some nice crowns. Um, yeah, he got a shit promo, and then uh, the match was all right, I suppose. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the match uh, with, with Moxley. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Moxley-Janella maybe would be a match that I would expect to see on like a dark like that's that to me seems like you know in in the attitude era when like the randomly the rock would have a match on heat you know like moxie janela i don't know is big enough to be your tv main event i mean i i know i said a few weeks back that you need to like not give all the big matches away all the time but i think janela is too too far down the card to really consider him any threat to moxley in terms of the result of the match so it always just felt like a bit of an inevitability that he was going to lose um the 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 fake list was was quite funny as well i thought jericho's lexicon of le champion that was cute yeah. oh, that, that, that was funny that was funny um yeah yeah it, it was a, I, I didn't mind the episode i still think it's 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 an easy enough watch is dynamite um i definitely get the feeling though that there's there's a lot of uh a lot of cocks making this broth, and it feels a little bit, a little bit unfocused as a result. 
Um, yeah. What else happened in wrestling? Walter had his his boots stolen. Um, in America, as well as the NXT UK Championship belt, which probably probably not worth as much as the shoes, to be fair. But um, <laughs> so he had a match in, like he was barefoot essentially. Yeah. For was it for Evolve? Yes. Right. He was doing the Matt Riddle gimmick. He had his feet taped, I believe. But he didn't have any boots on. Um, do you know is there any update on that? Has he found his... Is the belt, I have not... The belt's you know, gone? Not, hmm. um, it's quite the, quite the aura-destroying month for Walter between how he was uh, base <laughs> like a jabron at Survivor Series. And now... Uh, Bill Watts is turning in his grave as he loses his belt IRL. Um, I'm just waiting for the news to break that he was slapped by the person who stole the belt. Um, <laughs> oh, but when Jericho lost his belt, you all loved that. Anti WWE bias. Oh <laughs> well, Jericho had found his belt pretty soon. Did they find it yeah. pretty quickly? And also, Jericho was probably a little bit pissed up. Which made it funny. <laughs> he absolutely. Whereas Walter was. just lost it. So. Well, I saw a picture of like the car window smashed in. So it seems like it was mm. at the back of his car, probably while he was in having a schnitzel or something. Um, <laughs> some some nice Austrian cuisine. And I know so that any Europeans who feel like that's stereotypical. No, it's not because we were watching MasterChef the other week. Matthew will back me up on this one. And there was an Austrian lady on it. And they say, what kind of Austrian food do you like? Oh, you know, schnitzels and that. Yeah. Oh, so that, yeah, so that means they all do. Well, I don't know what else to eat in Austria. Schnitzels and bratwurst, probably. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and the um, Black Forest Gateau. They love a bit of that. Mm. Any Austrian listeners we have will back me up. Don't worry. I'm sure. I'm sure they will. They're all racing to the one computer in the town now. <laughs> in Vienna. Oh <laughs> man. Uh, well, they'll meet up when they download the show together. Yes, um, absolutely. Uh, we had uh, more ACH news. Uh, yeah. Once again kind of seem more alarming than anything else. Mm. Uh, he took to Twitter again to this time announce he was quitting wrestling. Uh, I don't know how serious that is. I don't know if he's, if you know, he'll come back and say he's taken that back or what. Uh, he seems like he's been a little bit all over the place since this whole WWE situation uh, went down. Uh, I know he did his indie dates at the weekend, and I know he was at MLW and stuff like that. It kind of seemed like he was getting back into the game, and you know, getting back to the to the wrestling and the love of it. But uh, yeah, his uh, series of updates there on Twitter uh, over the weekend did not uh, inspire a lot of hope. Very kind of out of nowhere, from my point of view. I didn't say see anything that kind of led to him going. I hate pro wrestling. I hate you, shitty fans. I quit. So I don't know. Maybe he was people were tweeting stuff, or I, I have no idea. I have no idea. But yeah, he seems. I, um, 
I didn't realize he, he you know, he kind of had any issues. But I mean, when the WWE stuff was happening, he he seemed really angry, and that, that was justified. But then he just seemed like he was having these outbursts and stuff, and uh, you know, there 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 was a lot. There was a lot of 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 you know. Um, kind of concerning things in the midst of the, you know, the justified um, um, issues he had. But yeah, uh, that's a that's a developing story, I guess, to say the least. Hopefully he's, you know, whatever his status is, hopefully he's okay. And uh, hopefully he's not really giving up wrestling. I mean, he's insanely talented. Hmm. Um, uh, so hopefully he's just, you know, having a bad day and he comes out the other end of it. I mean, initially when the WWE thing started to happen, he seemed to be upset, but like lucidly so. And yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it's maybe the situation has escalated and escalated, and yeah, it just seems to have just gotten a little bit out of control. Morning, but yeah, hopefully all is well. Um, all is well for Sin Cara and Luke Harper because they got the releases thereafter. Yes. Um, can we use that Sin Career episode title again? Sin Career. <laughs> Did we already use that? I, I think we did. I think we did. Yeah, we did. What can we use for looking for a job? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no longer harping on about your release. Oh God. Yeah, Luke Harper was really. He really wanted it. Um. He had those. He had those like very public posts. I'm surprised it took them this long to release him after like April or whatever it was when he was like, I asked for my release and they said no. And then I went worked access and fuck, they still won't let me go. Um, you know what I mean? It, it was. It kind of seemed like like I know. I know this is like stating the obvious in 2019, but I'm just so shocked with these people make it so obvious they don't want to be there. Why they don't just let them go? But I, but that's you know that's WWE's M yeah. for you. I mean, the Luke Harper one, I kind of almost understand their point of view. I mean, I don't understand their point of view of not using him at all because he's obviously super talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Sin Cara, I don't exactly think is going to go to AEW and you know blow up, um, yeah. start having matches with fucking Kenny Omega, ten star matches. Um, Harper, Harper's got a bit more potential outside of WWE. Sin Cara, I think, somewhat less so. He'd probably end up back in, back in CMLL or AAA. Maybe he can have a, a match finally with uh, the have that Sin Cara Negro, and Sin Cara Azul rematch with Mystico or whatever he's called now, Mysticies or Caristico. Caristico, I think I'm I'm terrible at keeping track of that. Uh, maybe he can go. Um join, you know, his old teammates from his old gimmick, Kamacho. <laughs> in uh, Gorillas of Destiny with Sin Cara in the middle yeah. of it. Oh, that's uh, a weird deal. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a weird gimmick. He got unmasked as the evil Sin Cara and then he became like this San Andreas background character. Um, I, l- I like how he was Sin Cara. And then Sin Cara, because Sin Cara, I believe, was suspended or something, right? The the original. Yeah. And then he come back, and then there's two Sin Caras, and then 
the one who had gone to become Sinkara 2 got unmasked as fake Sinkara. Then he was a real Sinkara. Oh, what? Who gives a shite? Fucking, they were both shite, lad. Ah, rubbish. Speaking of shite Mexicans, Alberto Del Rio, Alberto <laughs> Rodriguez, had his, uh, his long-awaited MMA uh, return. I think his first MMA match in like a decade or something. And in a company he part owns or something? Yeah, a company he certainly has some kind of promotional stake in it, right? Mm-hmm. And he fought 44 year old Tito Ortiz. Uh, and of course, he essentially gave no offensive effort and got choked out in three minutes. But you already know that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! 2012, when he used to say that. Oh, and he remember he used to do the hand shaky thing. Oh, it was brilliant. And then he had like he had a little scarf, and he'd give it a little wink, and then WWE were like, "Don't do any of that. We want you to have no character whatsoever. And that car, you can't have that anymore either." And he'd just come out and just be a, a stern-faced Mexican, albeit a handsome Mexican man. Ah, oh, remember he had the little faux hawk? He was brilliant. Anyway. And the little... Yeah, uh, was he? He had the little squat ring announcer. He was good as well. He was he was in a porno that one time. Anyway. What? Yeah, he was in a porn movie. Not... He didn't have his, like, willy out, right? But <laughs> Ricardo, Ricardo Rodriguez. <laughs> he was in one of them dirty movies once. Oh, God. Um... And so ends the tale of Alberto Del Rio. How? Oh, it's like CM Punk all over again. How can you take him seriously? He TRTs, right? Fair enough. A hundred years old. I think he beat Chuck Liddell in that like gold was the Golden Boy promotion MMA fight. Okay, they had a combined age of a hundred or whatever. But like TRTs in an MMA fight with anyone of any any kind of nouse when it comes to MMA Tito Ortiz is getting knocked unconscious by like a light breeze these days and Del Rio who okay is is two years younger I think than Ortiz but like oh he, he you would think he had never had an MMA he, he was like CM Punk he had no no business being in there he was probably coked off his bin hasn't yeah but he should win if he's coked off his bin he should be like scratching and punching and shit he did nothing lad and he got taken down and choked unconscious ah oh. well he didn't he tapped out like a fucking bitch I'd say I'd say that WWE uh, backstage lad who made that racist joke was love and life seeing Alberto Del Rio submitted oh, anyway especially the other guy wearing a Trump shirt yeah, Ortiz was wearing a, tr- a Punisher logo shirt with a Trump haircut on it. Because, of course, he... Well, I was going to say he was wor- he's working the anti-Mexican gimmick, but I, I don't believe that is a gimmick. I think he do love the Donald Trump. Um, oh, okay. The irony of this, right, is that this fight was promoted as Del Rio. Of course, it's Combat His America, which is like a Mexican-oriented uh, MMA promotion, right? It was promoted mm-hmm. as like... Del Rio defending the honor of Mexico against the American <laughs> intruder, essentially, right? In, what a charity, yo. But wait for it, right? Ortiz is, like, Mexican-American, and Del Rio just yeah. got, like, American citizenship or something, so it was all bollocks. 
Yeah. I will say Tito's Tito's shirt was very um uh it was very like uh a hundred and forty pixel Facebook image. Uh, <laughs> like I'm shocked that he found that image in high enough quality to put on his shirt. Um uh yeah, I mean definitely like shared by someone who has that profile pic where it's the sunglasses and they're in the car. Um you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. But yeah. uh But yeah. So that's it's you know everyone everyone loves a good um uh what's Randy the Ram. Everyone loves a good Randy the Ram. That's Tito, but for shoot fighting. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um So there you go. Uh and then finally uh tickets go on sale tomorrow for OTT Scrapper Mania six. Um no announcements for who's gonna be on the show. Yeah, you're getting very cheeky now, Joseph. Very cheeky, I must say. Just Scrapermania, just the name alone. It's funny just because last year you had obviously the Devlin Walter blow off build, right? And that was carrying. To be fair, although I I, I really enjoy the show. To be fair, aside from Liger, a fairly standard OTT card, right? Yeah. The year before that, all the New Japan boys, Riddle was, was Riddle, Riddle Osprey Riddle. wasn't. Right. I don't remember. All the imports in the world on it. Like, <laughs> so what's this going to be? It, to be fair, it's not trending upwards. So I don't know what the card is going to look like, to be honest, who they can realistically get in for it. But it's, it's, it, it's a bit weird that the tickets are going on sale. With not a single name attached to it, and the show is in March, by the way, everyone. If they, if just to make it even weirder, yeah, um, like it is one of their biggest. It is our, like the biggest show of the year. Fair enough, but it's very weird to do that. I um, mean, yeah, I certainly won't be purchasing that a chance. Um, I mean, I'll probably be going. I'll probably buy it eventually, but I'm not, I'm not buying it without seeing. You know? Yeah, it's like Reading and Leeds Festival or Glastonbury. Who's going to be on it? Don't worry about that, baby. Just buy your tickets. Hello. We have a weird one. So that's... um, Oh, excuse me. Uh, We do have one more uh, show that's this weekend. Um, I would hope... I mean, I was going to say I hope for an announcement at the weekend. I would fucking hope for an announcement tomorrow morning before the tickets go on sale. I mean, I think it's really outrageous to not have anything. Um, It's funny because you also have... Every time they tweet about it, people replying going, any announcements? Anything happening? Who's on the show? Yeah, you fuckers. And they're um, they're simply not not replying to us. <laughs> so I don't know. And I know, I know it ain't going to be Osprey because he said he's in the New Japan Cup uh, again. So, so I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we'll see. We'll report back next week, either with names or not with names. Um, but yeah. So, um, I think that's going to do it there for this week. Yes. Uh, um, I will be occupado next Sunday, although I will be around Monday. So depending on everyone's availability, we'll either do a show on Monday or the lads can do one on Sunday. So uh, watch this space. And always, I'm sure there will be a show in some capacity coming out next week. Um, we will also probably have follow-up chats about Knives Out. We might have uh, some OTT takes, depending on whether or not if, I, if I'm here. Um, and uh, yeah. 
So uh, uh, look forward to that. Uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah, and as, uh, as Barry said as well, I think previously, like obviously, as we come into Christmas and the new year, it's going to be hard to schedule uh, podcast time when we're all available. I'm working over Christmas, by the way. I only have Christmas Day off, so it's going to be a little tight. So if Ooh. there's some weeks where it's not a podcast, don't worry, we'll be back in the new year. I know for sure we'll have like a a Christmas episode, so don't worry about that. We'll have yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah, it won't be a commentary this year. It'll be something. We got something else special. Oh, will it? Ooh. It could be a commentary on the world. Be a social commentary. <laughs> um, but we'll have something for you. So don't worry. We always do, and. Uh... So we will follow up with you, chairshoppodcast.com, at chairshoppod are the places to follow along. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a show in some capacity. So um, thanks very much for listening, folks. We will uh, be back in some capacity before Christmas. And, uh, yeah, we'll follow up with you. So until, uh, until next time, it's goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. It's goodbye from Paul Griffin. Goodbye. I left a little pause there for myself to say goodbye after I was already saying goodbye. Um, and also, it's goodbye, it's goodbye from Joe Towner. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>